Welcome to Parent Talk Podcasts, where experienced parents and expert guests give tips and tricks on making parenting a breeze. Well, at least a little easier. Now here is your host, Genevieve Kyle, and co-host, Heather Fox. Hello and welcome to Parent Talk, broadcasting out of the greater Vancouver area. The intention of this podcast is to inform, educate, and support parents from the early years and beyond. I'm your host, Genevieve Kyle. I'm 42 and expecting baby number two, while my son, Alexandre, is one and a half years old. Today on Parent Talk, we are talking about baby-led weaning. So let's go around the table and introduce ourselves. Hey everyone, Heather Fox here, co-host of Parent Talk. I am 40 years old and my son Hudson is also a year and a half. Hi, I'm Stephanie James. I am mother to 14-month-old Kennedy and I am a teacher. I'm teaching grade 2-3, so primary education. Hi everyone, I'm Anna Muhort. I'm a 38-year-old mother of a one-year-old little girl and my background is in software engineering. Well, thank you, ladies, for being here. Heather, can you read us the baby-led weaning definition? Sure. This comes to us from Wikipedia. So, baby-led weaning is a method of adding complementary foods to a baby's diet of breast milk or formula. A method of food progression, baby-led weaning facilitates the development of age-appropriate oral motor control while maintaining eating as a positive interactive experience. Baby-led weaning allows babies to control their solid food consumption by self-feeding from the very beginning of their experiences with food. The term weaning should not be taken to imply giving up formula or breast milk, but simply the introduction of food other than formula or breast milk. Thank you, Heather. Stephanie, can you tell us your experience with baby light weaning? Yes, absolutely. I would say one thing going into motherhood that was a little bit daunting was feeding my child. I always was very worried about, you know, giving them the right food and and uh, giving them all the nutrients that they needed. And um, I exclusively breastfed Kennedy up until she was about six months old. And um, in just conversation with girlfriends, with young children as well, um, they brought up baby-led weaning, and it kind of seemed like it would be something that I would be interested in trying. The kid is in control. You know, the baby is the one that feeds themselves, and it becomes part of your dinner routine. You sit down um, with your family, your babies along and, and you give them, you know, they, they eat what you eat more or less. So, um, started with really easy things. Everything was always in finger size. So it was always something that she could hand on, you know, hold on to with her fist, avocado, banana, you know, I would slice off a third of a banana, cut it into quarters and, you know, she would pick it up and kind of chew on the end. Um, sweet potato, like yam fries, berries. She could eat her weight in berries on any day. Um, <laughs> always berries. But uh, I can't say it was super successful because I was breastfeeding a lot. Um, I was feeding her probably every few hours, every three or four hours. So her tummy was always pretty full with breast milk. Um, so when it did come time, you know, for us to sit down and say, you know, if we sat down for lunch or dinner, she, you know, nibbled, ate a little bit, but never really ate, say, you know, a full meal size. Um, so I was a little bit worried, you know, I'd put apple slices, um, we took bread, toasted bread, put cheese on it kind of as a grilled cheese thing, same thing, cut it into the little finger slices, finger sizes, um, gave that to her. 
Um, and she would, you know, she would play with it. And, and I think that's what moms need to know is that, you know, 80% of the food I've heard from a few people, they just play with it. You know, it's getting them used to food. It's getting them comfortable with food. You know, I was concerned that everything on the plate I wanted in her mouth and in her belly, and it just did not happen. And that's fine. You know, they're getting used to food. They're having fun with it. They're exploring. I was very nervous when she would, uh, was going into daycare at uh, 13 months if she would eat because I did breastfeed her so long and so often, but um, super successful. The uh, teachers at daycare say that she's super independent. They tried to feed her with a spoon and she wants nothing of it. She kind of pushes the spoon away and and digs in with her hands. So, um, and that was something I, I tried as well. I tried to feed her yogurt and cottage cheese and uh, stuff like that. And it was, it was pretty successful, but now she, she eats, eats like crazy and it, and it is a mix. It's a mix of spoon fed. It's a mix of baby led weaning. I did not follow the strictly stick with the, they feed themselves or you spoon feed them. Um, It was a mix and it was successful. Kennedy is a, is a delicate eater. So she, you know, she takes little bites. She doesn't put the whole piece of food in her mouth. So any worries I did have over the first six months of doing it, of her choking, you know, she never had any problems. So I, you know, I always stayed very close to her. I was always very scared of, of her choking, but you know, the gag reflex is so sensitive. She, you know, coughs it up. She coughs right away. It's not a problem. So it was just, it was kind of what worked for her and what worked for us. If I put something in front of her and she liked it, I went with it. If she didn't, you know, you try it a couple days later, one day she loves it, one day she doesn't. It's, you know, it's very much, you know, it's baby led. It's, it's what she is enjoying, what she's eating is, is what we give her. And now, um, you know, we slice cheese, put it into cubes, put it in front of her, slice up a sausage, put it in front of her. She, you know, she eats it. Uh, scrambled eggs is a big favorite. Same thing, scramble up some eggs, put it in front of her, she'll feed herself. Um, so, you know, say except for maybe cottage cheese or yogurt in the morning for breakfast, she, everything is, is her feeding herself. So you didn't do a specific order. You went like there all out. There wasn't. No, yes. I, I've, I've had girlfriends follow the order. You know, there is the order starting with the sweet potato and then going on to this food and that food. And um, some successful, some not so much, some very picky eaters. So I was a little bit nervous about if I was too regimented and it had to be this food, then this food, then this food. I didn't know whether or not, you know, she would pick up on my stress. And so I just... You know, as we went, anything that we had, I kind of put in front of her. And as long as it was, uh, you know, a finger size, it wasn't too big, it wasn't too hard, it was soft, you know, boil your carrots for five minutes and, you know, and, and chop them up. And it's, uh, you know, it was it was kind of trial by error, but it's worked out really, really well. So the food you gave her was was not raw, but you had, like, like you said, carrots, you boiled it. Yes. Or- like certain things we like haven't that. yeah I, I um a lot of people uh she was never really into broccoli broccoli is is one that's really really popular from what you know my girlfriends say is that they can hold it like you know like a little tree so they hold on to the little broccoli stump and they just chew away at the top and they love it with her um it's more berries and berries was kind of where my comfort level was because they are soft you know cut the grape in half cut the blueberry in half even when when we began Um, But she was so uh, successful and I became more confident. So, you know, I'm cutting up things less, you know, as long as they're seated and, and, you know, not walking around and eating. 
she can really, you know, just takes little bites off of it and is happy and is a good eater. So thank you. And for you, Anna, can you tell us your experience uh, with baby led weaning? For sure. I actually did not intend to do baby led weaning. I also exclusively breastfed my daughter until six months. And I was really excited about making purees. I bought a new immersion blender. I got a new cookbook, made a few purees. They were totally rejected. Uh, my daughter wouldn't let any sort of utensil near her mouth. We actually tried just spooning food in with our fingers. She was teething. And she actually already at a year has eight teeth. So she's been teething continuously since about four months. And we stressed for a month or two, keeping trying the purees. And I talked to a girlfriend who was doing baby led weaning and she gave me the cell job and I went home. I need to research this. So I looked it up and we started giving it a try. It was a bit of a eureka moment. She was already chewing on everything because she was teething. And so we just started handing her food that was in kind of finger-sized strips and she would chew it like she was chewing all her teethers. Food was getting into her as, you know, confirmed as we all confirm it out the <laughs> other end. Um, I wasn't totally convinced until, you know, I started seeing good results and she was actually eating. But I mean, this was at eight or nine months. So I'm actually really glad that we found baby led weaning because uh, it, the purees weren't working. Did you read any book? I bought a book literally called Baby Led Weaning. It, it was good for getting a summary of the ground rules. We didn't follow it strictly, but um, did follow the, the size and shape. And That's uh, the same for us. I, I have the exact same book. I bought three on Amazon for my girlfriends and I. They read it all. I kind of skimmed through in my tired You know, I have a, a, a baby at home nature, but that's the same thing. It was kind of to get an idea of what food, what size, and um, go from there. And I found it easier to not follow the exact recipes out of a book because our family has our own recipes of things that we liked. So as long as I learned the rules, we could just make our normal things and adapt it slightly for her. So I didn't really follow the recipes in the book because we could adapt our own close enough. So, oh, you guys were careful with the salt intake, sugar intake? It's made us eat way healthier, actually, because we leave all the salt and sugar out of our foods just to make it simpler so that she can eat exactly the same thing. And so, yeah, we were quite careful with salt and sugar, but we're avoiding salt and sugar now too, which is great. Everybody's losing weight, right? Yeah. <laughs> Other than the baby starting to eat. And for you, new uh, I know. <laughs> for you, Stephanie, were you careful with the salt um, and sugar? Pretty much the same experience. Yeah, we don't, you know, have a lot of really salty, sugary foods. If we do, we eat it when she's not there. So you know, it's <laughs> after bedtime. <laughs> exactly, exactly. We take out the uh, the sweets, but. Um, We were giving her whatever would be in baby food. You know, if we were giving her a banana puree or a avocado or a sweet potato, it's, it's all those foods that she would be having, say, pureed. Instead, they're just, you know, cut in little finger sizes and she's chewing away at them instead of being um, spoon fed. I just, you know, I, I grew up thinking of, you know, the parents that are using the airplane method, method trying to, you know, spoon feed their kids and, you know, trying to get them to open their mouth. And it just seemed like a very kind of overwhelming, 
not negative experience, but it wasn't something that I was looking forward to, you know, trying to force my kid to, you know, finish that bowl of puree foods. So this is something that, you know, she might not maybe eat as much as if I was spooning it into her mouth, but she's enjoying it more and getting a love for food. And, you know, there, when we sit down for dinner now, she's eyes glued on what my husband and I are eating. So if I can, you know, take something off of my plate and rip it up to, you know, her size or cut it into little cubes, uh, she's happy and, and really enjoys it. So yeah, my daughter insists on eating exactly the same things that we eat, yeah. but it's kind of given us our meal time back too, because she's so independent and eats just what we eat. So we can almost just bring our two plates to the table, take a little bit off each of our plates and she'll sit there and independently feed herself. Which is fantastic because mealtime, it's a good way to come back together. Even right now, they're all our babies around the table here. Everybody has little ones, but then they're going to grow. They're going to be teenager. And I, I'm really looking forward to bring them back together at a table and eat and talk about the day, right? I'm definitely guilty of doing the plane to my baby, Alex. Uh, I started feeding him at five months. I started with a protocol with rice cereal. I went myself, I followed the books, went to oatmeal and I did all the, the grains to sweet potato, puree, everything, all the way until I would say close to seven months and it was a fight. So at seven months, I started giving him little bits of little pieces of fruits or even cheeses. And, and then he really started enjoying it. He was playing with it. And he was more in control of mealtime, right? I think he was even actually eating more. So I always gave him a little bit of... Uh, I know you're not supposed to do that with baby led weaning, but I gave him pieces. I gave him the spoon. I did totally wrong. But Alex was fine with it. And uh, for us, it worked It worked out well. And even now, like I cut everything on the lawn lengthwise and then I give it to him. And sometimes he just plays with it. But more and more now he's, he's, he's And it's not it. wrong, right? You know, you're doing it. He's eating. He's happy. And yeah. that's the thing. We started with the rice cereal. Gosh, I bought, probably bought three boxes of the cereal. She never yeah. ate more I than half a teaspoon. It. Yeah. yeah, it's all in the garbage now, you know, just for the oatmeal, the rice cereal, you know, I mixed it with the, you know, the squeeze packs. I mixed it with berries. I mixed it with yogurt. I did everything that I, you know, was told by other people and she just wasn't enjoying it. So, you know. Yeah, Alex didn't get his teeth until he was at least 10 months. So he got his teeth really late. So for him, it was all gum eating, gum chewing. And and I can understand what Anna's saying, like your daughter had her teeth so early that for her, like having something in her mouth that actually made her feel good, right? So I can see how some babies actually would really like that. And for you, Heather, how's feeding doing? Well, Hudson's an interesting little eater. <laughs> So we waited till six months and um, we were going to go with the purees. Again, I was very excited, just like Anna. I got, I got my like whatever fancy little baby machine thingy that, you know, it boils it and it chops it and it does everything all in one. And I was so excited, my new little appliance. <laughs> I got all the containers to make for the freezer. Oh yeah, did it all, started making the purees. 
And um, so, yeah, so Hudson started out kind of, you know, doing his normal spit everything out. But I mean, he was six months and I kind of expected that. And I was like, okay, this isn't going too bad until he kind of never caught on to swallowing the food. So I would try different things. We started with, um, I think it was actually butternut squash because that's what I had in the freezer. (laughs) So we started with that. I went to avocado. I think avocado was probably something he seemed to consume potentially a little bit more than other things. We tried carrots. I initially was also trying to avoid fruits because I was like, I had always heard, oh, you know, you start with the vegetables because fruits are so sweet and they're not going to want their vegetables if they eat the fruit first. And so I was like, okay, I won't give him anything with banana because it's so sweet and all this kind of stuff. So I'm like starting with the vegetables and then I was like, okay, this is not really going well. So let's maybe add in a little bit of applesauce with this or something and try that out. Again, it was the same reaction. He was constantly just spitting out whatever it was. He was though, but he wasn't fighting the spoon. So it was like he would open his mouth big and wide, be very excited, have it in his mouth. And then two seconds later, out came the food along with two to three times the saliva. (laughs) So because it was, was it tri- was it triggering his uh, it was triggering it reflex? was initially it was triggering I guess you know that reflex that we have or not the reflex but the um you know we we produce extra saliva when we start eating so he's producing all this extra saliva and then he has all this plus the food in his mouth and he's spitting it all out and his gag reflex was super duper sensitive even with purees that. Yeah, so we spit out. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe, as I said, some babies don't like purees. I'm like, well, let's go to this baby lead weaning thing, start giving him pieces. Well, he had been teething since early on, and he already had two teeth by five months. By six months, he was working on tooth number three. They were very sharp. And when I gave him his finger-sized pieces of food that were nice and soft, he started taking big bites. I'm like your daughter. <laughs> he was not a not a not a delicate eater. <laughs> he was a true man. <laughs> um, so he was taking these big bites, and then of course, super gagging, like coughing it all out because all of a sudden these big bites, he didn't know what to do with them. So I'm like, oh my goodness. So yeah, so it was kind of frustrating there. So purees weren't working. Baby Lebwini wasn't working. He would still feed himself, but then gag and spit it out. So it was this constant thing of. What's going on? But again, it's just, I kept, you know, reminding myself food before one is just for fun, <laughs> which, you know, I, that's my motto right now because he's, you know, learning through experience right now. He's getting lots of different textures and I truly have given him all a whole gamut of everything from, you know, the berries and the night I've gone to fruit now, of course, everything. So he's been able to, you know, experience it himself, like the crackers, the rice crackers for babies, things like that. He'll have those. He'll feed himself, spits it all out. Yeah. So I'm just letting him explore, letting him have some fun exploring that. But um, because the babies are born with that gag reflex that we talk about, that is near the front of the mouth as they're little and it's supposed to move back. Again, not being a medical professional, I am going to be taking him to the doctor because now I'm like, okay, we're getting older now. We need to be actually starting to eat food. I just, I'm curious, my suspicion could be, is there maybe an issue with that gag reflex not having moved back. So anyway, so that's my little mystery that we have to go to the doctor and maybe find out if maybe it is something to do with that. Because again, he loves the idea of food, but then has no idea how to swallow 
anything but his breast milk and formula. So yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes on. But again, I haven't been against super duper concerned because he is growing and he's happy and he's, yeah, he's been maintaining his little curve all the way up. So every time he gets weighed and stuff. So yeah. So this one is to be continued. This is a to be, I'll have to, yeah. Good thing I'm the co-host. I'll be able to fill you in later. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Update later on. <laughs> so of course, I'm sure a lot of listeners right now are thinking baby led weaning. Are you guys scared about choking? Is something that came into your mind? Is that happened to you? So Stephanie, Oh, I, I was terrified from day number one. That was the biggest thing. And that's why I wanted to, I wanted to get the official book because the official book was going to tell me exactly what I needed to know so that my daughter would not choke. Um, I was terrified from bite number one and it did take about six months um, before I felt comfortable that she was taking these ridiculously little delicate bites very few kind of coughing episodes. I haven't taken any CPR in recent history. I knew from talking to girlfriends uh, with a medical background and just uh, kind of learning, okay, you know, if she does choke, what do I do? You know, how do I, where do I put her? How do I, you know, what, how do I deal with it right away kind of thing? Um, and so I was pretty confident that if something did happen, I would know what to do. They're putting food in their mouth that they could choke on that, you know, if whether or not they're, they're gagging it up or whatever, you don't know what's going to move back there and get in the way. So yeah, it was, it was a fear for, for six months. I would say after 12 months, you know, for the last couple months, it's, it's not at all, you know, and also I think it's probably my confidence knowing what to give her, you know, and what size works for her and what texture and consistency and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, oh yeah, I, I was scared, but I also, you know, through doing the reading and going online and seeing different people's experience, uh, it was amazing what they were able to give their kids and their kids were confident and successful with them. So Awesome. Thank you. And for you, Anna, did you experience any choking or? We've had quite a bit of gagging, mm-hmm. um, but I'd have to say I wasn't actually that scared yeah. of choking. I'm not obviously scared of choking, but I just believe that we need to trust our bodies to do what they're ready to do and what they're designed to do. And so I just figured that my job was to put food in front of my daughter that was big enough that she could only bite off what she could could bite off and that she, when she's developmentally ready, she'd bite off pieces that were of the right size. And so, you know, had to just keep telling myself her body will take care of it. Awesome. I was always a bit worried about choking. I have done many times CPR being a hygienist. You have to do it every five years, I believe. But not too long ago, we hosted at my house, uh, Hannah actually um, organized it in my house, uh, and we hosted a CPR infant and child, and there was a big choking component, and it was quite an eye-opener. Now that I have a little one, if they choke on something, the amount of time that they have is 30 seconds of complete obstruction until they become unresponsive, Right. And that was actually a that was scary a little bit for me. So, uh, so one of the th- thing I think they say with baby led weaning is you don't give them a piece of food and then you leave. Yes, yes. you gotta Never stay there, right? Sit right there. And yeah. I think in whatever you feed your children, you have to be there because you never know what's going to happen. As an adult, in the last CPR course we took, it's one minute with complete obstruction. Then you have to 
save yourself or someone save yourself or make yourself visible, mm-hmm. run to the street, but you have such a limited amount of time. And a, a complete abstraction is no sound, right? So it's not like, oh my God, I think I'm joking. This is not a complete abstraction. And uh, it was a good reminder for myself, even if I do it all, I, I've done it so many times. And uh, I think it's important everybody to know this, that uh, to be there when you, we, uh, we feed our children. So you won't also, hear them cry. Oh, sorry. sorry. You won't hear them cry if they're truly choking. Yeah. Exactly. A really good reminder, too, that the gagging sounds and the coughing that they do is actually really a positive thing. Mm-hmm. And to encourage that and let them cough it out and not to touch your baby and let them kind of do what they need to do to kind of get the food out of the way. Because, yeah, naturally, they're instinctually, they have that reflex to get the food out of the way. So, yeah, it was a good reminder for that. So definitely taking a baby or infant CPR course that has that choking component is really, really valuable. All right, ladies, thank you so much for sharing your experiences with us. It's time for a conversation card. Every week we like to play a game, not only for fun, but to get to know our guests a little more too. Nobody knows what the mystery card might ask, sometimes silly and sometimes serious. Let's find out what it will be this week. Heather, I think it's time for a conversation card. All right, everybody, are Please you ready? Please read that to us. <laughs> Fine little game we got here. Okay. So the question is, if you had to live with another family for a year, which family would you choose? Um, I have a girlfriend, Fiona, that I've known for, goodness, 30 plus years. She has a, a little boy, Nolan, who's three years old. And I think we know each other well enough. You know, we've known each other since preschool and grew up a couple blocks away from each other. I think that we could uh, we could definitely last together and have fun and she lives in a lovely home that we would uh we would just slide right in there you know she has lots of space there's no room in our apartment but uh yeah I would say my girlfriend Fiona for sure nice. does it have to be a human oh, no. no I don't think so it would be really cool to be you a bird for a, a year and family. fly <laughs> <laughs> why not you be the mama birds or yeah. the worms doesn't sound very <laughs> no. worms doesn't sound very good to eat well it's just you so not that like you're turning into something right so you, okay just let, so oh, you so i wouldn't get to fly oh, oh that's I'm disappointing <laughs> okay i need a new answer but that reminds me another conversation card we had asked if you wanted to be invisible or fly so exactly I think I would like to be um, in a family that made quite of a difference in the world, just to see what it is to be next to someone that is actually influ- an influencer, right? Someone that actually making a big difference. There's so many different people that I have in my mind right now. Maybe live for a year in uh, one of the big political families, maybe actually uh, living with Obama for a year. I'm sure that would have been... Uh, quite something. And I'm sure you, you grow a lot as a person to live in a family like that. Yeah. I'm going to be totally cheesy. Okay. Most people think I'm crazy, but let me explain. Okay. So (laughs) a celebrity that I totally look up to is Tori Spelling. Now, please do not think of Donna from 90210. (laughs) 
because she is actually an amazing mother. She loves her party planning. She loves her crafts. She loves cooking. She does so much with her kids. And I've actually read now four of her books, I guess, every book she's ever written anyways. And she's actually a very down to earth girl and just loves her family and all that kind of stuff. Anyways, I think you'd be so fun to live with her. She has a goat and a pig and she's got chickens and they have, of course, she's got five children now, um, but she loves planning parties. I mean, I love doing all the hobby type things that she loves. I just think we would be the best of friends. <laughs> so Tori Spelling, one day if you're ever listening to this, <laughs> I would love to meet you. <laughs> and yeah, right. so that's my thing. <laughs> love to check up with Tori Spelling and her family for a year. <laughs> sure. All right, that concludes today's episode. Uh, thank you, Heather, Stephanie, and Anna for being here and for your contribution in other parents' lives, helping us be the best parents we can be. For our listeners, if you have a question or you would like to join us on our show as a guest or as an expert, please visit the Contact Us section on our website at parenttalk.ca. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Podbean. Or you can subscribe directly to this podcast on our website so you don't miss an episode of Parent Talk. Don't forget to rate and review us. Remember, there's nothing more powerful than feeling supported by a community of parents by sharing your thoughts, ideas, and experiences. Parent Talk is a safe space for everyone. Thank you everyone for listening and have a great week. The views and or opinions of the host and their guests are not necessarily those of Parent Talk and should not be considered as fact. The information offered is believed to be accurate but is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice and should not be used for diagnosing or treating any health issue or prescribing medication. If you have any questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your child, please seek assistance from a qualified healthcare practitioner.